Hi there, it's Lisa. Thanks for tuning in to Don't IEP Alone, the IEP podcast that goes along with my website, adayinourshoes.com. Also, please don't forget to check out, in addition to the blog, there's a Facebook page and a Facebook group. So if you need a more, um, more immediate response to your questions, you can post them in there. And there are several administrators who are advocates and so on who can hopefully get to you if you don't want to wait for a podcast. Welcome to November. I can't believe we're here already. I really can't believe that. Oh my gosh. Like this decade is over. Oh my God. I'm getting old. Um, I just remember when I was little, like when I, when it's the year 2000, I'm going to be 30, you know, and you think that's so old because you're a little kid. And now here we are like, oh my God, it's going to be 2020 I'm way past 30. So anyway, yeah, welcome to November. I hope that you are getting ready to get into the holiday spirit. Hope things are going well for you. I'm going to answer a reader or listener question today. This is for Sebastian's mom in Texas. So hello to you. This is also a question and I will post the links in the podcast as I always do. This is a question that I know that I have answered at least twice in the blog, but it comes up a lot and it is still largely misunderstood. So I'm going to talk about it again. And that is... Her question is is just one sentence. Can the child's disability affect educational placement? And so that's the question. So yes, I want to talk about placement a little bit because it, it is largely misunderstood and um, it's really not based on disability and diagnosis per se. So I want to get into that. So let's review quick. If you've been around me long enough, you know that I lecture parents on how the IEP process is outlined. You know, IDEA actually defines, you know, it's a very well-defined process as far as developing an IEP and what you're supposed to do as an IEP team and as a school. The first thing that gets done is the evaluations and remember that they're supposed to, or they have to evaluate in all areas of suspected disability. So if they don't suspect it, bring it to their attention. From evaluations, you get your evaluation reports and you develop the present levels section of the IEP, most important part of the IEP, because that is the section that drives the rest of the IEP as far as what takes place. Once present, you have your, you have your eval reports and your present levels done, then the team works on developing goals based upon what it says in present levels. After you have all the goals that you think the child needs and can accomplish in a year's time, you put in the supports and services to help the child reach those goals. Okay, so we have evals, present levels, goals, supports, and services. That's four steps. 
Now we are at placement. Got it? Placement is last. Yep, I'm gonna let you digest that for a minute. Uh, placement is actually the last decision in the IEP process. Once you have the present levels done, once you have the IEP goals done, once you have the supports and services in place, the team ideally is supposed to look at that IEP and say, okay, this is what the child needs and this is how we're gonna get them there. What placement is best suited to implement this IEP? But of course, everybody jumps way ahead and it's like, well, where's my kid going to be? Where's his placement going to be? And they want to jump to that first. So just the other day in the Facebook group, we actually had a parent pop in, you know, newbie, first time question. And she said, you know, my child has just gone through first ever set of evaluations and I spoke with the school psychologist, the evals are done. And the school psychologist said, you know, blah, 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 here's the evals. And that she's going to recommend, you know, XYZ placement. And I said, no, 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 no. First thing, no, that is pre, that is predetermination. You do not jump from evaluations to placement. Okay. How do you know the placement's correct if you don't know what supports and service, you haven't defined the goals and the need or the supports and services yet. So you don't even know if that placement can provide the supports and services that a child needs. Does that make sense? I hope so. Okay, it's, it is a change in thinking. Now, if you have a placement in mind for your child, you just have to work backwards as a parent to make the case for that placement. You make sure that, first of all, make sure that the placement does address your child's needs but you just work backwards in that what are they offering at that placement that isn't offered anywhere else? And why does your child need that? Whatever it is, that support and service, why do they need that? What's in their present levels to warrant them getting that particular support and service? And work at it that way. I hope that makes sense. So to get back to this parent's original question, which was, can the, can the child's disability affect educational placement? Um, yeah, I mean, the short answer is yes, that the disability is going to affect the evaluations, and then the evaluations are going to affect what goals they get and supports and services and so on. However, this, it's not, you know, we're just trying to get away from that 1970s thinking of when IDEA was first enacted, and it was like, okay, all kids with Down syndrome go to life skills, 
right? And that's, that's what happened. Um, you know, if you were a kid in the 70s, heck, even if you're a kid today, um, with Down syndrome, parents, you know this, that your kids just, you have to fight really hard to not get them pigeonholed into, okay, they go into life skills. That's not how it works. Diagnosis does not drive anything on an IEP. It's the evaluations, the goals, and the supports and services, not the diagnosis. So, I mean, is it going to affect their educational placement? Well, yeah. I mean, it just, if they're just, the disability is a part of who they are, and who they are is hopefully what is defined on the IEP. But no, you don't just look at a diagnosis per se of a disability and then determine, okay, that's the placement. Um, Because that happens with, particularly, I think, with intellectually disabled kids still. That's, there's a lot of that um, not being given a chance and that gen ed and and so on. So anyway, if that is happening, um, you know, as always, read your procedural safeguards Refer to them, ask for things on a PWN, um, or you can argue LRE, least restrictive environment, if that's what you're going for. And I wish you luck in your endeavors. That's it for today. Um, again, I have two blog posts on this if you need more information or join the Facebook group. You can always go to adayinourshoes.com. Take a look over there. And thanks for listening. Have a great day.